We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Davis Schneider is off to the greatest start in Major League history. That and a whole lot more coming up on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link of Rotowire.com here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Always a pleasure, Todd. And as I said at the start there, Davis Schneider off to the greatest start in Major League history through 25 games. And as uh, Mike Petriello of MLB.com said in his article here, uh, that's not hyperbole, pal. I added the pal part, uh, but... That's legit. Thirteen, fifteen OPS—the best uh, in history. Pretty wild. Uh, that aside, how are you doing? Yeah, Eric's gonna be pissed if we didn't make an off the Schneid joke. <laughs> Come on, we gotta. Well, we you gotta, got it in there. We, you know, we 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 gotta be team players here. And uh, channel Jeff Davis is off the Schneid. Yeah, um, he was a you know I twenty eighth round pick. Yeah. Schneider and uh, Zach Geloff, it's like people are all upset that they lost. Wanda Franco is costing me the league. Well, not if you inadvertently picked up Zach Geloff or David Schneider as a replacement. You know, it could have been beneficial. Uh, it's it's kind of weird. So, Because I'm, I'm saying that because I thought, ah, darn it, in one league, you know, I, Franco's crushing me. I'm, you know, let's not get political about the situation. Um, then I remembered I pick up Geloff instead. I was like, mm, okay, I should probably be quiet because yeah, Geloff. I don't know if there's quiet. anything political about this. No, not political. Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Just you know, best I mean, to yeah, um, yeah. Um, although everything, if every politi- everything's political in society, just if they want to. That's make true. Point. But anyway, um, so the point being, uh, yeah, I, I lucked out with Geloff. Uh, it's in. A, it's actually in a. It's not in the B Todd Solo League. It's in the second one that I did. I'm actually third in the Beat TZ League, so Peter would be happy. We're only going to give away two uh, subscriptions, or maybe, maybe you know, maybe he wants to give away more. I don't know, but I'm um, actually winning the the second one I did. But it's like we're neck and neck, so I gotta, you know, I I, I need to uh, keep continue Still to not grind. Secure yet? Oh yeah, no, no, we're we're like 150th overall, so there's no sweat there. It's mm. completely to win it, to win a league. Well, as uh, Mike Petriello said here in his article, check it out, MLB.com, if you didn't yeah. see it. Uh, I mean, his best, his start not only the best through 25 games, but it was the best through 21 games and the best through 24 games. And he says here that there's you know something about 25 games and 100 plate appearances and that you know, it feels like it's time to pay a little closer attention to what he's doing. Do you agree? I mean, is no. this 28th round pick? I, so you're not like paying any mind to him for next year. No, I don't mean that. I, I mean that it's not enough. Yes, we have to open our eyes and get him on our radar. But I don't think it's we hundred plate appearances is not enough for things to stabilize, if you will. Uh, I absolutely think it. We need to pay pay more attention. Look at the underlying skills. But we can we can take a cross section of the season and find a lot of 25, 27 game slices that are similar. 
Uh, Aristides Aquino. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm even look at what Trey Turner is doing right now. So the well, fact that it's his first awesome. 25 games, beep, beep. we've talked about it before. First impression sort of thing. It's a, it's a, it's a bias. Uh, is, does it make it any more believable or any more credible? I don't think so. I think it just, it, it's, it's it, we now have to consider when we think about early drafts and our early projections and early depth charts that Davis Schneider, you know, could be the Toronto second baseman. And maybe they can go out and get, if they were going to look for a second baseman, they can go out and look for another position now. So, yeah. um, it's just good to have another chip. At yeah, the table, you know, that's such that a team. weird team. If you, if you think about it, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they need a second baseman. They're good everywhere else, but they're in the verge of not making the playoffs. So they're not good everywhere else, you know? <laughs> so they you have know, to Vladdy's play. been a huge disappointment. I, um, I, say. I mean, Vladdy, not a huge disappointment, but based on my expectations, he's been a disappointment. Well, I'm having this argument with Spencer Strider as far as Cy Young goes. His underlying metrics, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., they're fine. Except his ability to drive fastballs. I was reading a good article about that recently. Well, I mean, that might be cherry picking. I mean, overall, everything is still there. Hard hit rate, everything else. So, need to look further into it. Is he, is, I know you can't shift, but you could still maybe play him a certain way <laughs> to, uh, to, if he's going to hit the ball in a certain area. He's hitting the ball higher, but, if it's to the deepest part of the parks or he's hitting more fly balls, but if they're always to the deepest part of the park, maybe that's why they're being caught and they're not either, you know, the line drive screamers that he hit before, you know, a, you know, a hard hit double or whatever. Um, so, I mean, but the other, his expecting batting average is close to 300. It was two when when Jeff and uh, Fred did the pod on Tuesday. It was two ninety eight because they were talking about how much of a disappointment it is and where he will be drafted. And I'm thinking, gosh, I mean, if we're if you just if you're just drafting the Statcast page, he's still a high pick. So I, I hear you, but you know that's 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 the that's sort of the trick, isn't it? Melding the Statcast, the nerdness, with what we see and. Statcast, they're not perfect. Can we find reasons why expected is higher than actual? And it's not just luck. Is there something contributing to it that isn't captured by Statcast or whatever metric or whatever system you're using, and therefore you know have a better opportunity to rank Vlad and others appropriately? Travis Sawchik of the score had the tweet that I saw about Vladdy and um, performance against fastballs. And he was quote tweeting another tweet that had a video and yeah, it just looks like he's a little late on fastballs right now, which, you know, if you saw him coming up, you, you know, that when he's on those fastballs, he absolutely can crush them, but uh, maybe just a little late right now on the fastball, but kind of a quiet week in these Rotowire stake league with fab this week, Todd, uh, this league credit to all the, managers here it's been so efficient with fab there's just not really a whole lot out there but pete crow armstrong the latest call up uh, impressive with his glove so far but doesn't have a hit yet uh do you think that the cubs are gonna you know they're in, right there in the thick of things actually i think they're in the lead for a, or maybe the reds retook the lead for a wild card spot but the cubs are right in there All right do you think they're gonna be leaning on pete crow armstrong and playing him a lot i don't think you bring him up now and not use him, even if it was just as a couple day replacement for someone that's hurt. I don't think you bring a player of that ilk up just you know to get him pinch running in defensive yeah. appearances. Looks um, like Talkman's kind of the guy who fades into the back a little bit. Right now, he was a great platoon player for a bit, but I think things have caught. I, I keep waiting. I keep waiting for stuff to catch up to Ryan O'Hearn, and it hasn't. I mean, to me, they're kind of similar. And O'Hearn keeps putting the ball over the fence, and, and Talkman slowed down. And I don't think Talkman's defense is good enough to. Well, all right, so he's not hitting as well, but he's you know he's he's not terrible. But I don't think it's to the point where uh, we need him now. Crow Armstrong made that great catch. And it was first game it was one of his, one of his first games. Kind yeah, of a, that was impressive. Yeah, I mean the 
the probability is like 19% how much ground you cover, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just, it's cool to see a youngster. It, it was kind of, it, it wasn't one of those run to the wall and jump. You, you know, it was kind of parallel to the wall and he just took a really good route. And, and I, that, that to me was, that was the impressive aspect of it was knowing, you know, the instincts to get to where the ball was going to be. Um, mm. So I think that was, it was kind of a, you know, that that's what I was most impressed about. So, yeah, I do think we're going to see a li- little bit more of, of Crow Armstrong and how cool is it that his mom played a mom in a movie 20 years ago or 30 yeah, years which, ago? Oh, oh, rookie of the year. I rookie think of the year. It. Yeah. How cool is that? That is amazing. <laughs> she wasn't the mom yeah. that said just, she wasn't Rowan Gartner's mom, just float it. But um, she played a mom in Rookie of the Year. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, good luck to the kid. Uh, we've seen a number of call-ups. Jordan Lawler is not really doing a whole lot no. yet, but uh, cool to see this final influx of talent here. Well, Pete, the, the ball ahead. wasn't high for Lawler in Arizona with, with Nick Ahmed. At least the offensive bar wasn't high. So... I think you take the chance, and if it doesn't work out, you still have Barrero, who's not very good. But um, anyway, I think that that's uh, to me it was I don't know desperation, but I think it was a I'm not surprised. Kind of a bummer for Ahmed. I think we talked about that to be released when he was, but mm. you know it's business. That's the business side of the game for sure. Uh, Pete Crow Armstrong was a $4 pickup here, by the way, out of 100 okay. uh, Then behind him, Michael Conforto, and he's going to be activated today. That's the expectation. Uh, he has been activated, actually. And what a way to return with a four-game set in Colorado yep. this weekend, a doubleheader tomorrow. At least at least two, left, uh, two righties that I know of. I think they catch Freeland, so okay. there's probably three starts in there. Maybe Yeah, that, that would make sense anyway, just – you wouldn't throw him out for four starts probably this weekend, but um, if you're the Giants, but nice to get a little set there. I'm trying to get as many Giants into my lineup as possible. The uh, the fringe guys like J.D. Davis this weekend and, uh, well, Wilmer Flores. He's It's amazing. Wilmer Flores is kind of a short side platoon guy, but I can't justify taking him out of my lineup. He's my number one ranked player for today, even though he doesn't have the platoon edge. A lot of that has to do with him leading off. And mm. just you just get more chances, but yeah, I, yeah. In my ESPN head-to-head league semifinals, I picked up uh, Peterson and the leader Yastrzemski. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, gonna yeah, Colorado is out. undefeated. So yeah, well, you love throwing your hitters out there. For yeah, them, so. yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely. And yeah, Wilmer Flores for most of the year was just kind of a yeah, you know stream him in and out, but then I was looking at his numbers, comparing them to the rest of my team, and I was thinking, I can't justify yeah. sitting this guy down anymore. Yep. Uh, Edward Oliveris, $1 pickup, and then Nick Pavetta, I mean, took the loss, but 10Ks, and yeah, feels like he's a guy, you know, he was out of the rotation for a while, and seems like every time he gets back in, he's kind of a hot pickup. And when he wasn't, he was opening for a while, and he's even more effective as an. He's just been effective over the second half. Mm-hmm. He picked up a save, a three inning save. He's, I think, he's been rosterable the entire second half, at least since the All Star break. Mm. Yeah, and how about your Red Sox uh, firing Kyle Bloom? Pretty, yeah, pretty amazing. Um, I'm not surprised that. that they got rid of Bloom. I'm a little surprised about the timing. I think something's going on. Um, I didn't think the Cora would be safe, even though Sam Kennedy said he would. But the rumors now, I don't know if they've, I assume they've gotten out to you. You're probably not paying attention. But, I mean, I don't mean not paying attention, but it's not like you're scouring the internet for Red Sox news. Point being, uh, Cora is a front office possibility. Hmm. Which, ah, it's kind of, hmm. See, I think he's gone, but. I do too, and I we're talking about it in the in the baseball HQ forum. I think to me it was a little surprising that that he was you know not it's not surprising he hasn't let him go yet. And what's Sam Kennedy going to say other than he's coming back next year when he's asked? Because it's a lot easier to say he's coming back than and then say 
the new GM wanted to bring in his own manager than it is to say right now, well, we're not sure. You can't do that. You can't say we're not sure right now, right? You just can't. Yeah, you can't um, say that publicly if you haven't. So does this <laughs> open the door for Jason Veritek to move in? Eh, who knows? Maybe. If Cora goes to the front office, it does. I see more of a Texas Rangers type, you know, Bochy, Chris Young, uh, just bring in a bunch of veterans in is in the administration and management. But we'll see. Well, James Paxson was really struggling, and they shut him down with a knee issue, so that yep. uh, yep. opens the door for Pavetta to step back in, yep. and uh, yep. Yep. you know, probably pitching the rotation the rest of the way. Harrison Bader, zero-dollar pickup. Same with Kirby Yates, who's gotten some saves lately. Uh, Julian Merriweather. I picked up David Peterson dropping Ryan Yarbrough because, well, Peterson's really struggled all year, but he does have a couple 8K outings yeah. in the last three turns so two 8k outings yeah. recently yeah that'll at least make me uh take notice and the mets seem to be for all that's gone you know bizarre with that team and i hate it when you know oh, this team never gives up by watching them play you can you, i don't think you can tell that they're playing out the string mm-hmm. i i don't get the, i think they're you don't i don't want to say relishing the role of spoiler but I think they're still, other than using some youngsters, which you, you expect, I, you can't tell by watching the team play that they're not competing this year. You know, a guy I picked up that I didn't really, you know, he's just kind of doing his thing, so I didn't really notice. But, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on, oh, Nimmo, Brandon Nimmo. Yep. I was looking at my lineup the other day, I was 23 homers for Nimmo and 80 that... runs scored. He's just kind of. Yep. A guy that wasn't sexy, but I, I been drafted, and I looked at the returns recently. And I was very happy with he's what I've doing what he always ball. does, but he's doing it for more games, yeah, right? True, true. And you know, sign the contract, etc. No, I love him in my in that ESPN head to head that I keep that I talk about once in a while. I, he's a guy I probably had on and off my roster twenty times. David Peterson at home tonight against uh, the Reds. So in this league, with the lineup periods all. You know, tentatively line up for two starts from from Peterson. I captured some lightning in a bottle with Jose Buto on this team last week. Got a win, so I'm hoping to do the same with uh, David Peterson here. AJ Minter picked up Keaton Wynn of San Francisco. Jorge Mateo, who I had on my team earlier this year, and banked some steals. Then I just had to move on because he was doing more harm than good in total. Uh, Dominic Smith, Adrian Hauser, Sean Newcomb, Michael Fulmer, Sawyer Gibson Long of Detroit, uh, Patrick Corbin. That's desperation oh. for you. Uh, but dropping James Pax. That's someone so. who very well could be skewing ratios and just hoping to get strikeouts in, in yeah, lucky win. Andrew Monasterio, Andy Abanez, Everson Pereira, Jason Hayward, Josh Palacios. Uh, Joey Lucchese, Brian Shaw, and Aaron Hicks. So while it was kind of an underwhelming group, it's still a busy week. Uh, some other popular names on CBS with the roster trends, Ryan Pepio, Jose Quintana, Michael King, and, uh, yeah, Cal Quantrill, Tanner Scott, Edward Cabrera. So this is it. Also, Chris Bryant was available in, in uh, Derek Van Riper's Maki League. I had a $16 bid on him. Derek got him for 22 and Derrickson, well, I guess he's in second right now, but uh, I'm in fourth. So I was kind of hoping to get Bryant, but he goes for a little bit more than, than I was willing to go for. What? Adam Adovino is another guy to consider. Yeah. All right. Anything else on your mind as far as, you know, weekend pickups? One of the players you just talked about is being picked up in September has posted a 348, 404, 478 line. Who do you think it is? Well, it's Andrew Monasterio. Let's get through this. Let's yeah, get zero homers and zero that. steals. Huh. It, it's, uh, you know, I mean, this is what, you know, he's got some RBI and some runs, but uh, no homers, no steals with an 882 OPS. That's just weird. But um, he's a guy, you know, to you know, kind of look at for next season. We're talking about Schneider. You know, is his, could, could he be in the Brewers' plans? Well, he's certainly getting the job done. 19% strikeout rate, 10% walk rate. Very, very good. But he's not contributing anything by way of runs and home uh, homers and steals. And for the season, for the season, he's got three homers and seven steals. 
So maybe it's just that the, the, the stolen base opportunities haven't resented themselves this month. But I just kind of think that's a weird line. But anyway. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have guessed Monasterio. So thank you for say uh, for yeah. saving me from some uh, <laughs> incorrect guesses. Um, all right. Well, we'll talk a little bit about uh, tonight's slate here with Rival. Let me tell you a little bit about Rival, though, first. Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played, and they've brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy's games include Fantasy Bingo and Head-to-Head Player Challenges. Um, with games like this, daily fantasy has never been better. Right now, RotoWire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use code MLB at sign up. Deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on Rival protected up to $50. Now's the time to step up to the plate and become a Rival today. Welcome to the arena. And Todd and I will kind of be bouncing some prospective head-to-head player challenges off one another. It doesn't necessarily mean that the other side's going to take that, but, you know, on the rival platform, but just some possibilities, some challenges that may be out there. I'm going to say, Todd, I'm going to bet on a bounce back from George Kirby. He had those weird comments last time out about how he didn't yeah. want to be pitching in the seventh. It caught some heat for it. He does have to face the Dodgers, but I think he's kind of, I'm just going to bet on the kid. I, I, I believe in George Kirby and I believe he bounces back here. Dodgers are favored on the road. Um, but the over-under is only seven and a half runs. So give me George Kirby over. Hmm. Let me see. George Kirby over. I'm trying to think of one that's like kind of bold here. Over uh, Jose, uh, Brian, Brian Bayo. Does that sound like a reach or not really? Um, I think I, I have Kirby ranked a couple of spots higher than Bayo. Okay. Um, so I think that's it. I think that's uh, you might you you could get could get a nibble. You could get a nibble. Um, I so I've got Kirby right around El Eflin and Javier and Rios. So I mean, he's kind of middle of the pack, and it's because he's against the Dodgers. Now he's at home, and this time of year you usually favor the team and or player that has the most on the line. And that's Seattle in this case, even though the Dodgers are still battling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, haven't clinched, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think the, a little bit goes towards Kirby in that regard. So, yeah, I could um, I could see that. I think if you were to put, you know, Kirby against, you know, Javier maybe, who's got Kansas City, maybe you get some bites there. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about some of the heavy heavy hitters on the slate tonight. If somebody were to propose, say, Garrett Cole is on the road against Pittsburgh, against potential NL Cy Young winner Justin Steele, who's on the road in Arizona, among those heavy hitters, who would you take there? Um, I'm still taking Cole, even though it goes against what I just said as far as on the line. I still think Cole is the kind of guy that it doesn't matter. He's always pitching well. Like the matchup a little bit better at Pittsburgh mm-hmm. than Steele with Arizona. Although, I don't know. Arizona's not hitting the ball uh, right now. So I have Cole ranked a little bit higher. If we were doing the old game where you have to, you know, which which high, you know, which one's gonna outperform the other, um I I, I would not I would not choose that one because it's so close mm-hmm. or, you know, actually that's not one of the games. Uh, that was, that wasn't the old game, but I would not, I think this is so close that, that I would not, I would not particularly choose this one because I can see it going either way. Um, Steel's interesting just because, you know, is he in, he is in the Cy Young uh, conversation and he was drafted sixth in the top mock that we did in the 15 round league. Sixth is, it's pretty high. So there's there's some sixth believers. Round, right? yeah. Sixth round. There are some believers in, in Justin Steele. I am in a, in a keeper in the XFL, which you know I just took him as a buck, as a flyer, and I may keep him for six in a 15-team keeper league. Um, we'll see what happens. But um, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Now, uh, I kind of mentioned it to you off the air, but I'm I'm gonna put Tarek Skubal. I know he's got like the, the earliest game, so I have to do it. You know, I have to make I get it out there pretty early, even though it's six thirty Eastern. You know, not that early, but I like him number one. So I'll I'll put him against. They're playing Cole. in Anaheim, actually. So I think that's a late game tonight. Just so you know. Oh, but yeah. you um, probably thought it was in Detroit, right? No, no. I I might be thinking. I've been when you you write up multiple slates. It may have been that they that he was in the teams were involved in an earlier game previously. Trust um, me, I, yeah. I know they all run together at this point. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. When you when you you're analyzing yesterday's games, you're writing about you know you're ranking today's pitchers. Mm-hmm. And you have to preview tomorrow's slate. Sometimes things run together. Every day um, for seven months. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Even... So I'll put Tarek Skubal ahead of uh, ahead of Cole, and I think I'll you know I I, I may put him ahead of a Justin Steele or I don't know you know maybe people like Steele. So I'll I'll, I'll take you know Skubal over Steele, Skubal over um, Cole. I think that'll be the one that that that, that gets a couple of bites. Nice. I do see on our lineups page that there is some wind there, but it is in Anaheim, which is a relatively bigger park, right? So, um, any word on Otani? Because he hadn't played through yeah, Wednesday. He hasn't played in a long time. Yeah, since like September third. Yeah, uh, at least started, and then they the Angels were off yesterday. So, I mean, he hasn't. So you know, I yeah, I haven't seen their lineup yet. Yeah, today. obviously without Trout, without Otani. It just helps, and uh, yeah. yeah, I'll take Scooble. Nice. Well, any um, well, I guess Scooble kind of counts as a bit of a you know reach, a bit of a flyer. But any like longer shots? I told you I, I picked up David Peterson, so kind of the Reds are just. I mean, they're pretty good overall, but they have such a fluctuating lineup and kind of up and down performance as a whole. And so, kind of like David Peterson is a long shot, a guy you can maybe get some. Uh, some nibbles on anybody that you like as a guy who maybe uh further down the list who stands out with your numbers um he's not way down the list it but seth lugo okay it's at oakland so that kind of yeah, that's, you know, nice. that's kind of an easy one but i i, I you know I, I like seth lugo over say john gray that's a good one you know uh maybe even over hunter green i, I haven't ranked over kirby um because the Dodgers are just so dangerous, mm-hmm. but uh, that that's someone who uh, I, I kind of like. Um, I don't know. I think at this point, Zach Eflin has the respect, at least the people playing this game. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I don't know how. I don't know if he could sneak Eflin in there, but um, you know who is somebody hmm. is Hovan Oviedo. He's got the he's got Garrett Cole, mm-hmm. but the the Yankees. I mean, they're scary, but they're not not as scary. Oh, they're not. In, yeah, they're not. It's in scary. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. so I could see putting Oviedo against Bayo. Maybe people will take that one. I guess a little bit. Um, could be interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like Bailey Ober. I mean, yeah. Well, I have him ranked pretty high. He was recalled. I I don't really know how much he's gonna be able to work though yeah he pitched five innings about five days ago yeah i did for against louisville you're right yeah but even so um you know minnesota's still in it um white, white Sox, Sox, the white Sox are horrible yeah um so I, I i'm curious to see if this is just a the note on ober is minnesota um baldelli just wants to give everybody an extra day but it wouldn't surprise me if Ober sticks around for the next couple of weeks. Well, there's some good good ones on the board tonight. No, Aaron Nola, who we didn't mention, he's up there. Uh, yeah, Jack Flaherty, Bryce Elder. Yeah, some definitely some interesting arms on the board. Logan Webb. That, going into Colorado, I feel like you could get some guys on the other side of that one. Well, great stuff, Todd. You uh, of course appreciates Rivals sponsorship. Yeah. All season long. And uh, one more quick piece of business before we move on to two-star pitchers. Our second-to-last two-star pitcher ranking of the season. Uh, next week will be our last. We know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all that heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. 
The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There is a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10 for the whole game, average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game, so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game, as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can get access to the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. All right, Todd. Two start pitchers for next week. It is go time. It is do or die time. Let's bring home some championships. I'm trying to claw back in a couple leagues and trying to hold a lead in uh, Series XM uh, Dynasty League. Going for like going for my fourth title in five years. I think. So uh, wish me luck, Todd. How much money are you going to win on that one? A zero. <laughs> But I just Isn't for that our luck, I, our best our best uh, performances are. Yeah right. Anyway. Well, hopefully I'll win a little money, but <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a tough one to have such a dominant team in and just have bragging rights on the line. <laughs> All right, um, let me get this up. Go to if you're at rotowire.com, want to follow along? You can hover over lineups, go down to probable pitchers, then we will customize the grids so that it starts on. Monday, September 18th, show starters. And we start off with a team that doesn't have anybody. The Diamondbacks have two off days next week, so no two-star pitchers for them. Mm. And then Atlanta, they brought up Kyle Wright and uh, a little bit of a rude awakening, if you know who you know about ravishing Rick Rude. That was a reference to him. <laughs> Not really, because that's just a standard uh, saying, but uh, not a good showing for Kyle Wright in short. Yeah. So I don't think yeah, there's any way you could start him. So I'm going to go zero and Max Fried's going to be a five. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where I've been thinking with Wright, I've been doing a couple of the underdog playoff uh, drafts. And oh, you have to draft that last Atlanta pitcher. If you're stacking Atlanta, you know, I think that if nothing else, Bryce Elder has kind of firmed up that number four job. Oh, yeah. I think so. He's so bounced back after a rough yeah. stretch there. So that's what's kind of that. I think that's the the operative thing there. Um, it's really hard to stack the Braves uh, because everybody's taking the Braves. Uh, story for another day. Um, maybe we can talk about that the last week because we won't be talking two start pitchers and there'll still be time to do these drafts. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm with you on a zero and a five. Uh, Philly and Washington aren't the greatest of matchups anyway. Another guy who uh, just back. John Means, I have a little bit higher hopes for him than I do Kyle Wright. Uh, he does have to go to Houston, though, and then at Cleveland. I do think, you know, Means, after the long layoff, I'm excited to see what he can do, and I think there's still hope there for him. But, man, I'd have to be in a really desperate spot to trot him out this week, I think. Um, one, yeah. I'd say. You say one. I, I, like, I like him a little more in general with the new dimensions. To him, they're still new. That's how long he's been out. In the home runs that he would yeah, give that's up. That's true, yeah. Um, but the, the, both these games are on the road. But you know, how many innings are going to are we going to get, et cetera, doesn't strike out a lot of batters anyway. So I'm going to go with the one as well. We talked a little bit about Nick Pavetta, but what about Cutter Crawford? He gets two this week at Texas versus the White Sox. Um, this is one where I could see, you know, yeah, if I'm – Trying to get up into the money, and I look at the, I look at the standings, and I see that well, I can't really make up much ground in ERA and WHIP, but I can make up some wins and some Ks. Yeah, I'd give him a chance, but I think I'd only go, I think I'd only go two here. I'm going to go one up. I'm going to go three. Yeah. Um, Texas. They've kind of fallen apart. It's the it's the batting average, running, and scoring position. It's it's normalized, and. Um, yeah, and the pitching has not pitched well enough to make up for it. Now Scherzer's out for the year, so I'm gonna I'm going to go three on on Cutter Crawford. 
Yeah, what a disastrous trade that Scherzer move turned out to be. Not only do they lose the younger Acuna, but you know, no Scherzer for the playoff push, and then he, they're on the hook for what forty three million next year. For sure. Yeah, he's so, going to be interesting because he should air quote be healthy, but for how long? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not looking like a, a good trade in retrospect. Now, Javier Assad lines up for two. He had a trip into Colorado. It didn't go so well. Four earned runs over three and a third. Um, he's going to be versus Pitt. Then he gets a rematch against Colorado, this time in Chicago next weekend. Tentatively, anyway. Um, I'm going to turn this one to you to start. What do you say on Javier Assad? I'm going to make you cringe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say four. Wow. I'm impressed with Assad and these are not hard matchups and it it probably should say three and it may end up being ranked as a three, but he is pitched pretty well. Okay. I'm going to go two, but I got you down as a four. Okay. You're right that the matchups are quite appealing, but I can't go that high on Assad. Well, I, Take away his last. You know what? The heck with it. I'm going to include his last game to make this point even stronger. Since the All Star break, he's got a 2.37 ERA and a 1.12 WHIP. Now and that's with that Colorado outing. Yeah, he's only fanned 66 in. Uh, no, he's only fanned um, K is yeah 42, 42 and 57 innings. It was 6.6 per nine, which is where the 66 came from. It was in my head. So he has, he's, he's over his skis. But um, I do think – you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna stick to four, but I'm probably going to rank him as a three. The point being, he's better than I think people realize. He's no Justin Steele, but he's pitching pretty well. So you said you're going to leave a four, right? I will leave the four because okay. I said it and I took my finger off the piece. Well, but hey, you go four, I, was, I go two, it evens out to a three. If I was doing another podcast, I would probably say three. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, Ben Lively, the Reds got this patchwork thing going at the back end. I got to go zero there. Um, can't see any way you'd start Ben Lively. No, He's kind of just a glorified opener at this point. He so. is, and they've been using an opener for him, the Reds. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, Connor Phillips went four the other night, and then the Reds five, five – um, Seven pitchers through five scoreless innings to keep the win. I mean, that's and how long can you keep doing that? The Reds just don't have anybody to give them length. Andrew Abbott, but even now he's not giving the same length that he was. Yeah, they're trying to manage him now. Yeah, which makes sense, but for sure. Yeah, it's going to be it's amazing. Like the what they're going to have to do to, wish, to get to the finish line. Yeah, I don't. How many how many innings is Green going to have? I think that's going to be the biggest shame. Is that Lodolo? All right, Green's going to have over a hundred, so that's going to be fine. Well over a hundred. Lodolo setback really hurts. Lodolo, Lodolo setback hurts for next year as far as the number of innings that he can get. Oh, that's true. Not just affecting this year, but next year too. Yeah, I think that's Green. Like I said, he's going to have well over. He's going to have one hundred and ten or so, so he could go one hundred fifty next year. And yeah. um, but you know, because I this was this is nice. This year was nice. But I'm, I think the Reds will have some expectations. And I know De La Cruz has fallen off a bit and, and Strand, Strand Encarnacion hasn't crushed it. But th- these kids will get their feet wet. And I think expectations will be pretty high next year. Here's a, some, well, at least kind of appealing matchups here. At Kansas City for Cal Quantrill. Then at home against Baltimore. So at KC at home against Baltimore. I don't love Cal Quantrill's stuff, that's for sure. The yeah, AKC is intriguing, and then home against Baltimore is not as scary. So, you know, I might consider him, but probably only like a. I think I'd have him one spot ahead of Mean, so I'll go two. Yeah, I'm with you in that. Uh, the that Baltimore matchup, you know, anything less than Baltimore, I may I may reconsider, but I'll I'll stick with it too as well. He could get. He's the kind of guy that can shut out the Astros and get lit up by the Royals. Hey, we didn't mention him because actually he was stashed in the stake league, and I kind of just shook my head. But Heston Kierstad, 
Yeah. Another recent call up. So another big time prospect too. Um, I, I, I kind of, uh, you know, a bit of a hypocrite shaking my head because I'm known to stash uh, too. But uh, everybody lately has been stashed ahead of their call up. And Kierstad, I didn't really expect the call up. So when I saw he was already stashed, I was like, dang. Yeah, and no one, uh, not a lot of pitching call ups for Baltimore. Mm-hmm, so true. we'll see if um, I don't know how the team ownership fills in with this works and the whole thing. We'll see if they open, you know, get someone better than Jack Flaherty to be there, uh, you know, to for pitching next year. We'll see if they go out. There's a couple of um, I haven't heard Baltimore mentioned with the uh, with the guys being posted, but hey, you never know. Yeah, some big names coming over from overseas this winter. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will uh, we'll see, but I think Kierstad may be kind of a big pickup in the yeah. in the NFBC this weekend. Uh, no two star pitchers for Colorado. Then uh, Mike Clevenger will be at Washington at Boston. He hasn't been that bad. I trying to get over my personal feelings about the guy, but not the know. greatest of matchups. Yeah. But he has. He's kind of gotten the job done since the break. Yeah, he has not been bad at all. I got him as a three, I think, here. Yeah. I'm, you know, Now I'm thinking about the strikeouts, and I don't know if you get a lot of strikeouts, although the Red Sox are taking taking some strikeouts. He's fanning batters. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you. I'm going to say the three. The, the, all right. We say he's been better. Kansas City, Detroit, Detroit, Oakland. Not exactly murderer's row. Mm-hmm for the past four starts, but you still got to get the job done. You know, you still got to do it. Would you consider Alex Fiedo this week at the Dodgers at Oakland? Hey, risky business. Um, I think I may go two here, put him on that kind of, I think one, actually, I think only one. What say you? Um, I may, I don't think the Dodgers are anything close to clinching, but it's, I was going to say I'm going to go one in case in case they clinch Sunday night and they're drunk on Monday um, or hungover on Monday. Fajardo, you know what though? It's I think the the ERA is a little hard, officially high, 1.05 WHIP. Strikeouts aren't terrible, 58 and 64 and two thirds. Not striking anybody out lately. Now you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go zero. I don't I don't like it. Going zero on Fido. All right. Next up, we have uh, Justin Verlander is versus Baltimore versus Kansas City. So uh, Verlander with the Astros again, and you know what he's done. I I still think I don't think he's really a five anymore as a pitcher, but high end four for me. Is he a five for you still? Seven innings in his past two starts, 13 strikeouts. Yeah, he's a low-end five for me. Okay. Even though he's given up 11 runs and uh, uh, two of his last three starts, he's been for five and six in, five and six runs, mm-hmm. Yankees in Oakland. But I'm still, still going to go five. All right, no two-star pitchers for the Angels, so we'll take this opportunity to pause briefly and uh, bring you one last piece of business here. A quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. All right, we are back here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with the Hall of Famer, Todd Zola, powering through the two-star pitchers for next week, the week of September 18th, 2023. And Lance Lynn lines up for two uh, versus Detroit, then versus San Francisco. So, you know, he's just given up so many long balls this year. Came to the Dodgers and you know, initially was really looking like he was turning things around, then performance has slipped again, but Versus Detroit versus San Francisco with this team supporting him. I think I'll go three. I like Lynn as a three. Um, going to agree with the three because because I mean both teams got a bit of pop, but I don't see one of those five home run games from either team. Mm-hmm. Well, what about Ryan Pepio on that team? It's uh, looking at the game log. He's you know gone five plus pretty regularly. The six and seven, his last couple outings did have a couple home runs allowed, but uh, his last time out, but still pitching pretty well. I think I'm going to give him a three as well, give him a, a slight nudge over Lynn if I was going head to head, um, because just maybe a little bit more upside with Pepio. I wanted that's to, a little high. I wanted to say two because he was so out over his skis as far as um, with DRA being like under one. But I think, you know, all right, last game it proved that he can get hits. I think people are aware, so I don't need to make that point. So I'm going to say three, and I, nope. I'll agree with you three. And the workload has been there lately, so yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, what about Edward Cabrera of the Marlins? He lines up for versus the Mets, then versus Milwaukee, Edward Cabrera. Um, a lot of control issues make him tough to trust. Uh, versus the Mets versus Milwaukee. I'll go two, I think. He's been working as primary pitcher, which, again, we can rank him as a starter because he's going to get the bulk innings. Man, he walked six. Yeah, man. In four and two-thirds against the Brewers and still only gave up two earned runs. The strikeout potential is there. Mm-hmm. If that guy could ever harness the stuff, man. Absolutely. And the injuries are also a concern. Mm-hmm. But I'm going – I can't go three. But the strikeouts – I think it's a, a, the strikeouts merit a two. Yeah, I got – okay, I got two yeah, as well I mean, on Edward Cabrera. I'd like to think of a reason to go higher, but I all you can all you can say is just walk away, and, uh, and I will. I think you pointed it out last week, the run Freddie Peralta, the Brewers, has been Ooh. on, and – just been pitching brilliantly of late. He is up for two at St. Louis at Miami. Like those matchups, even on the road. Um, I think I'm going to go five. Yeah, I'm not going to make – we should go to 11 joke, but I will say five. <laughs> I mentioned Adrian Hauser among the stake league pickups. Kind of sneaky. At St. Louis, at Miami again with that league, the lineup period's a little different, but – Standard Monday through Sunday. Hauser lines up for two next week. Uh, kind of like, kind of like him as a pickup this week if I can get him on the cheap. I think I'll go three. I'm gonna go two. two. There's still blow up potential. Yeah, that's probably a good point. 
That makes sense on Hauser. Actually, I got you down as a two. I say three there. Uh, Joe Ryan, bit of a rocky second half. He has to go into Cincinnati, then versus the Angels at home in Minneapolis. Hmm. He was pitching like a five early, then like a two lately. And they're monitoring his innings. Yeah, good point. Um, well, I, are they monitoring his innings? Or it's his pitch counts. He's had 89 and 102 and hasn't got, you know, he's gone four and four and two thirds. So I don't think it's so much monitoring the innings. He's just been very, even he's only walked three in those, in those times. But still so been he's inefficient. Just, he's just like. been pitch inefficient. Yeah. Which can change like that. But I, I don't know if you said anything yet. I'm going to go three, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, put four down on the list, but I'll put you down as a three. Yeah, I mean, I could say I could easily see a four, but I'm going to put a three. I'm starting him. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I picked up Jose Buto last week. I'm hoping the good times continue to roll here. Uh, at Miami, at Philly. I'm not putting too much stock into what he's done since he returned, but he has been a whole lot better, uh, Jose Buto, since coming back recently. So I think I'll go two. I think I like him a little less than like Hauser, but I think I'd probably roll him out there if I need a desperation play. Yeah, he's one of the guys on my head that it just you know don't even bother looking up, avoid. But he's he's better than that. Maybe I'm thinking of Brito, <laughs> Johnny Brito. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe my in my head I'm thinking of Brito. Eighteen, twenty-three strikeouts and eighteen walks, three point four six ERA. I mean, that uh, how can you? But lately. Yeah, I mean, it's been better, hmm. but man, he's st- seven walks in the last three. Yeah, uh, they still walking people. All right, I'm. I think. All right, I'm with you in a two. I just I can't go any higher. So in his two starts since returning, he's got a thirteen to four K to walk, and only three earned runs allowed in eleven and a third innings. Could be fool's gold, but I have liked what I've seen since his return. Okay, yeah, he's looked a little yeah. better. Uh, Clark Schmidt. Versus Toronto versus Arizona. I'm actually starting him in a couple leagues still. Um, you know, and he has rebounded a little bit. Clark Schmidt, I think I'll go three on him. Yeah, um, I just saw him pitch against the Red Sox, and it was one of those games where they should have just crushed him, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got seven hits. They walk, He walked three. They did score four runs. You know what? It ends up they did end up getting to him. Um, would, I'm, I don't remember what you said. I'm gonna. I think you said three. I'm gonna mm-hmm. stick with the three. Um, his control just he just he looked lost for a, for a bit. He couldn't find he couldn't find something that worked. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna go three. I had to hold my nose this past week with the JP Sears start against Houston. I was really scared. We actually got the win. I was surprised. The uh... It wasn't the most dominant outing, but, you know, when you're really kind of worried about one, and not only does he not get blown up, he actually gets a win. I was pretty happy. And I think he's better generally than what he's shown on the surface. Absolutely. With his numbers this year, J.P. Sears. Um, it's going to be versus Seattle versus Detroit for him next week. It's a great setup. I yeah. know Seattle's in the playoff run, but it's their pitching. I can't say four, but I can no. say three. Yeah, I think three seems reasonable. Yeah, kind of like that Pepio range. So yeah, okay, three on. They're home, you know, Mister Sears. What about Blackburn? Paul Blackburn, same two step for him versus Seattle versus Detroit. Um, I'm gonna have him a notch below Sears for sure. Yep. Uh, Two though. I'm gonna go two. I he's pitching better than I thought he's capable of doing, Uh but he's given innings. He's you know I'm gonna get two. Okay, Zach Wheeler, he's got to face Atlanta. Then he goes to the Mets. Even with the Atlanta start, five, right? I'm, I'm going to go five. I'm going to go five as well, and let's hope that they're hungover. <laughs> and then Christopher Sanchez, the lefty, who's really been impressive this year. Yeah. He kind of mitigated the damage against Atlanta last time, but he has to face him again. Uh Actually, you know, struck out 10 against Atlanta. I think that was the most strikeouts that Atlanta's had. Yeah. Second most this season. So pretty impressive, even though he did give up four and runs. I'm going to go. 
No, I think I might go four on Christopher Sanchez. Yeah, that's what I was battling. Three or four. So impressive. Yeah, I'm going to go four as well. I feel like I'm going to regret that next week, but I'll go four. Uh, no two star pitchers for Pittsburgh. So on to San Diego. Michael Waka's home against Colorado versus St. Louis. And those 12s where he's been available, I have to imagine he'll get picked up in a lot of spots for this two step. Michael Waka. I was tempted to go four. I think he's only a three, though. I can only go two. Only two? Yeah. I can't even say he can get the win because Padres aren't winning. God, they're a toxic mess right now. Aren't they, though? It's bad. Um, Brian Wu at Oakland at Texas. So not bad setup for Brian Wu here. Let me see what he's been up to lately real quick. Um Two wins, his last three turns did have kind of an ugly outing sandwich in between there. That was the one in Cincinnati. Hmm. I think I'll go three on Brian Wu. And having the same kind of, is it Wu or is it Bryce Miller to pick up as the number four when stacking Seattle? I've stacked Seattle a lot in the underdog playoff. Hmm. Um, I like that idea. I'm picking one. Doesn't without knowing the format, it's kind of you know, it's kind of silly to even mention. I pick one team that is, uh, and it has a buy, and then one team that doesn't have a buy because they go by round. So you have to get to the finals, which means you can't have two buy teams because round one you'll lose. Uh, so anyway, and I'm just deciding if it's Wu or Bryce Miller as my as my um, fourth starter. I like that idea of stacking Seattle. They seem to have, well, to quote Eugenio Suarez, their third baseman, uh, good vibes only. Yeah. Um, You can usually, in this contest, you can usually get Julio Rodriguez and then get Gilbert and Kirby and then figure out which of the National League teams, Atlanta or the Dodgers, that you want to – Seattle and Dodgers have been my – is the one that I like the most so far. But anyway. Uh, it's uh, it's not underdog day. We'll uh, we'll we'll deal with that some other time. Uh, I do love that they're offering that those contests though. Yeah, no, I'm having some fun, and um, people are waiting until playoffs are more determined, uh, mm-hmm. clarified, and I understand that. But I think there are enough teams that we know are in it that you can make you can draft some teams now, and uh, you're better able to get what you want than uh, maybe waiting to the end. All right, anyway. Woo's a three. Woo! <laughs> the nature boy. All right. Uh, Kyle Harrison, he's at Arizona at the Dodgers. He came up and impressed in his second career outing. He fanned 11 at home but. against the Reds. But since that outing, he's but. Here three starts since then. He's got a 7-3-6 ERA over 14 and two-thirds innings. Six homers allowed. So yeah. four of those came in one outing, granted. But uh, – it's been a return to earth for Harrison at Arizona at the Dodgers. I think I can only go. Eh, I'll go two. I'll go two as a, if you need K's. I'm kind of with you there. I don't love the matchups. They're on the road, but he has teased the potential to be better. So I'm going to go two. all these picks. I think people realize at this point, it's more about team needs than ever. You know, the yeah, check your standings. Here. Yeah, that's so important. Not only, you know, look at your overall standings, but look at where you are in each category if you're playing yeah. Roto, because yeah. now's the time, if you haven't already, to shift your strategy and just try to Maximize. corner certain categories. Yeah. Um, Adam Wainwright, bless his heart. He got his 199th career win finally. Still got trying for 200. Uh, the Cardinals don't have anything to lose by letting him you know, continue to chase that mark he is you know future team hall of famer uh versus milwaukee at san diego i'm gonna go zero i mean i'm gonna go zero and hope he gets it at home that way they yeah. can shut him down if they I, want i hope he gets it but i'm not starting him hope he gets it's... it monday at home against Mo. i mean i know we've got some friends that are milwaukee fans you know i know you work with a lot of uh milwaukee fans but let's hope wainwright gets the win on monday and just you know kind of can ride off into the sunset Zero for Wainwright, and same for me on Drew Rahm. Um, I'm, I'm, um, 
encouraged you have by him his at the back start. of a waterfall. I'm current. I'm encouraged by his last start. It's not a zero for me. I don't know if I'm going all the way to two, but I can see if you need help. If you need help with pitching, um, of the people that are out there, I think uh, you know. I, I like the home start, and it's at San Diego. I'm going to go two. I'm going to go two with Drew Rome. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, not somebody I would pick up or if was considering, but yeah, Todd gets uh, he gets Todd's vote of confidence there. As much of a vote of confidence as a two is, but still. Or, or uh, is what's worthy for me, but anyway. <laughs> Taj Bradley, bit of an up-and-down performance Ooh. for him lately. Uh, versus the Angels, versus Toronto. So, yeah, it hasn't been pretty for him lately. Hmm. I also like the talent, but I think I can only get one here. I am as well. I'm thinking, you know, I've been thinking about my Stratomatic team and Bradley's going to be interesting in that you get, you need to use his card next year. It's not very good, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dynasty league. So you kind of want for the future. So can you pick up enough other innings that you don't have to use Taj Bradley? You use whatever the minimum your league requires. Um, but anyway, I'm going to go one as well. Um, Tampa can get him a couple wins, although he hasn't been going that many innings lately. Texas is down Jacob DeGrom, of course, and now Max Scherzer. So Jordan Montgomery has a lot of pressure on his shoulders here versus Boston versus Seattle. What could be a pretty big matchup next weekend? Yeah. Um, Both at home. Yeah. I think probably a four, right? I'm gonna I give mean, a four. I have to start him. I'm gonna give him a four. Have to start him, but not not that very top. No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you say Kikuchi at the Yankees at Tampa Bay. So on the road for two in the division, pretty tough. Although the Yankees, as we talked about, certainly not a murderer's row. Hitting better, uh, you know. Let's give them. They are hitting better lately, and but they do you know, they do have a bunch of youngsters in their lineup. So they can be mid- tough break down. for Jason Dominguez. Feel for oh, me. wow, absolutely out through well, probably at least a month or two next oh, year. Oh, right? wow, absolutely for sure. That's that really is a tough break. Uh, so Kikuchi, I'll say three while you're thinking. Okay, I was gonna go four because he's been so good that I have a hard time envisioning okay. myself taking him out of a lineup, but okay, three maybe. This is the, the better call. Yoan uh, Adon. I should look up how to say his first name. I guess because of Yoan Duran, I, I assume it's Yoan. <laughs> uh, but um, okay, so Yoan Adon. Only four. He's kind of scraping right up against five innings. Late. I don't know. I, probably zero. I don't. Yeah, to me, there's no probably. Yeah, it's a zero. Let me look up his baseball reference page real quick. See if I have a pronunciation on there. Because pronunciations are important. It is Yoan Adon. So okay. that's good to know. Not Joan. Joan would, okay. uh, wouldn't make a lot of sense anyway. All right. Uh, we'll recap our two-star pitchers for the week of September 18th. It's do or die time in fantasy baseball, folks. Kyle Wright, zero. Max Freed, five. John Means, one. Cutter Crawford, I say two, Todd, three. Javier Assad, I say two, Todd, four. Ben Lively, zero. Cal Quantrill, two. Mike Clevenger, three. Alex Fiedo, I say one, Todd, zero. Justin Verlander, I say four, Todd, five. Lance Lynn, three. Ryan Pepio, three. Edward Cabrera, two. Freddie Peralta, five. Adrian Hauser, I say three, Todd, two. Joe Ryan, I say four, Todd, three. Jose Buto, two. Clark Schmidt, three. J.P. Sears, three. Paul Blackburn, two. Zach Wheeler, five. Christopher Sanchez, four. Michael Waka, I say three, Todd, two. Brian Wu, three. Kyle Harrison, two. Adam Wainwright, zero. Drew Rahm, I say zero, Todd, two. Taj Bradley, one. Jordan Montgomery, four. You say Kikuchi, I say four, Todd, three, and Yoan Adon, zero. All right, man. Well, 
Next week will be our final two-star pitcher pod of the season. Thank you all for being on this journey with us. We will have one final kind of recap show on September 29th, but here we are heading into this final stretch run, Todd. Thanks for uh, bearing with me all this season. And vice versa. Yeah, it's a man. It was, you know, it's no longer early, is it? It's true. Vice versa is a great song by Pastor Troy, by the way. There we go. No, I, uh, Um, you know, got some grinding to do and then, you know, jumping, jumping right into next year, already looking at a few things. First pitch, uh, first pitch Arizona is coming up. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit uh, for our last show. Um, But yeah, kind of getting ready for there. For that well thanks everybody let's uh you know regroup in a in a week and and head into these uh, final couple of weeks really strong with our best foot forward all right we'll talk to you next week on the rotowire fantasy baseball podcast